Your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief keeps you informed about what's happening in Annapolis, Anne Arundel County, and Maryland. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and, of course, local weather. Your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, presented by Annapolis Subaru and the SPCA of Anne Arundel County. I had a whoopsie yesterday. I said that Governor-elect Moore was being sworn in on Monday. Yeah, that's a no. Monday is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and the Governor-elect will be sworn in on Wednesday the 18th. Okay, now that I've cleared that up, let's get into the news, shall we? Actually, a fairly calm news day so far. If you did not hear the governor's farewell address, give it a listen. All in all, I think most of us can agree that Governor Hogan did an outstanding job over the last eight years. Now, the lighting in the old Senate chamber where he gave the address could have been a little bit better, but hey, we'll cut him some slack. Do give it a listen. And actually, you know what? I'm going to tack it on at the end of the DNB to make it real easy for you. It's only about 11 minutes, so make sure you check that out. If you were downtown yesterday, more scaffolding is coming off of the State House, and the U.S. and Maryland flags were raised once again after several months of repairs, which is actually all part of a larger restoration project. This is just in time for the pomp and circumstance surrounding the inauguration of Governor-elect Moore and Lieutenant Governor-elect Miller. Speaking of Lieutenant Governors, current Lieutenant Governor Boyd Rutherford has a new gig. He's going to be joining the Columbia law firm of Davis, Agner, Rappaport, and Scalney as a partner. He's going to focus on, and there's no surprises here, government relations and lobbying at the local, state, and federal levels. Now, Rutherford does live in Columbia, so his commute should be a lot easier. He starts on January 30th, I imagine, after a well-deserved few weeks off. While I've heard nothing official from Anne Arundel County, Montgomery County is warning dog owners about the dog flu. Vets across Maryland and Animal Control in Montgomery County have advised owners to keep their dogs away from other dogs at dog parks, daycares, and boarding facilities. The canine flu is highly contagious and symptoms, if present at all, can include runny nose, cough, eye discharge, fever, lethargy, and poor appetite. Continuing their series of films, the Annapolis Film Society, also known as the Annapolis Film Festival, will be screening a film tonight at Maryland Hall at 7 p.m. called What Comes Around. It's part thriller, part drama, but really looks like a good one. It is directed by Amy Redford, Robert's Kid. Tickets are $15 in advance at annapolisfilmfestival.org, and there may be some at the door, but I think that's cash only, so if you do go without having advance tickets, bring some bucks with you. Doors open at 6.30. The show is at 7 p.m. at Maryland Hall. This opportunity only comes around once or maybe twice a year, but Derek Warfield and the Young Wolf Tones will be putting on two shows at Killarney House in Davidsonville on February 15th and 16th. It is a small room, so tickets will be tight, so you want to go get them, and you want to go get them now. Warfield's been a top draw at Irish Fest all over the world since about 2007, and he is coming to Davidsonville. Tickets can and should be had at KillarneyHousePub.com. And just for fun, the website Gambling.com decided to have fun with emojis. They say that 92% of us use emojis in our text, and often we're not too sure about what they mean. 
So it's not too much of a surprise that the eggplant and the peach were the number one and the number three Googled emoji meanings. Eggplant gets about 34,000 Google searches a month, and the number two is a woozy face, gets about 33,000, and the peach comes in at number three with about 28,000 bringing up the rear. And for those that are still in a little bit of a cloud and not getting it, happy Googling for the rest of the day. All right, that is a wrap on the news, pod news. Up this weekend on the Local Business Spotlight, we have Judy Budensek from Francis Marketing Group. Next week, it's an interesting one. And if you are a parent of little kids, this one is for you. But we're going to be speaking with Roman Hardgrave from Maryland Curiosity Lab and Acton Academy, a new school coming to the area. All right, let's put this puppy to bed with a quick thank you to you and also to our sponsors for the Daily News Brief. Annapolis Subaru, the SPCA of Anne Arundel County, Solar Energy Services, Scout and Molly's, and Alpha Engineering. So now you just need to hang tight because George Young from DCMDVA Weather is standing by with the only locally forecast weather report you're going to find. And of course, with all of the Naptown nightlife info you can use, Bridget, also known as Beeper Buzz, is here with Annapolis After Dark. All that in just a bit, so... Hang tight. Oh, and don't forget to give the Gov a listen. We tacked on his 11-minute farewell speech right at the end of this DNB. The benefits of a good night's sleep are well-documented. Sleeping well prevents weight gain, improves concentration and creativity, and boosts the immune system. So, what keeps you up at night? If you run a business, then the security of your computer network may be one of those things. Threats like ransomware and phishing are becoming increasingly sophisticated and pose a real risk to any business. Don't let these cyber threats keep you up at night. At Alpha, they've been helping their customers sleep better for over 30 years by monitoring in real time and hardening network defenses. And for those irritating IT issues that arise every day, Alpha's just a phone call away. Helping your business run smoothly and helping you sleep better knowing Alpha is on guard. Give Alpha a call to see if they can ease your worries and help you get the rest you deserve. Find them at alphagetsit.com. When you live near Annapolis, you know how fickle the weather can be. So you need a truly local forecast that's accurate and reliable. Forecast right here in Annapolis. DCMDVA weather is not just for today, but for the rest of the week and the weekend too. Now here's George Young of DCMDVA weather with the weather outlook for today and beyond. Hey everyone, this is George with DCMDVA Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Wednesday, January 11th. It was another relatively comfortable day yesterday, at least by mid-January standards, and it should stay that way for a while with the only real challenge ahead being a bunch of rain should fall late Thursday and through much of Friday. Look for more mixed skies today, with highs again in the mid-40s to lower 50s for the Annapolis region, with more clouds tomorrow along with widespread 50s before rain moves in late in the day Thursday or overnight into Friday morning, with a pretty wet day expected all day Friday as temps remain in the 50s for p.m. highs, ahead of weekend clearing with highs in the low to mid-40s Saturday and mid to upper 40s or so on Sunday. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DCMDVA Weather. Make it a great day out there today. Stay healthy and be safe. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for regular updates each day along with our website at dcmdvaweather.info. And definitely be sure to download our DCMDVA Weather app on all of your devices from either the Apple or Google App Stores so you can always stay weather informed. 
Hi, I'm Betsy Abraham. My mom and I own and operate Scout Molly's, this amazing little boutique at the Annapolis Town Center, and we're here to help. Whether you are shopping for the beautiful ladies on your holiday list or for yourself, we have something stunning for every occasion, from casual to black tie. From the parade of lights to New Year's Eve, we have the perfect outfit for every event this year. Scout Molly's, Annapolis Town Center. Thank you for shopping local. The music scene in Anne Arundel County is popping, and sometimes it's hard to sort through it all. From blues to pop, from funk to ska, Beeper Buzz has it all covered for you in this week's Annapolis After Dark. Good morning, Annapolis. Beeper Buzz here with your Annapolis After Dark weekend music highlights for Wednesday, January 11th through Sunday, January 15th. Go to the socials for Annapolis Streaming and Beeper Buzz and also both websites for the full schedule. We update the event and all websites with changes and cancellations so you know before you go. AnnapolisStreaming.com and BeeperBuzz.com Live music for today, Wednesday. It's the second Wednesday of the month, so that means no hippie happy hour, but instead classical happy hour at 49 West with Pam Godfrey and Paula Switterlish. If you're near Severna Park, stop for happy hour at Twain's Tavern and enjoy live music with Lost and Found Trio Band. Nate and Jim Acoustic Duo will be at Mothers and Arnold. Ryan Keith Duo will be at Stan and Joe's. Moondog and the Broken Glasses will be back at their Wednesday residency at Annapolis Market House. Mustang Galaxy will be at Eastport Democratic Club, known as the EDC and the MRE, but you must be a member or signed in by a member to attend. Driven to Clarity will be at Tuscan Prime and end the night with Nate Finn and All You Need at Dark Horse. Thursday, start with Thursday Happy Hour at Blackwall Hitch in Annapolis with Andrew Bell of Brave Noise. Ryan Cozell will be at Annapolis Market House. In the Dina, Severna Park, the Joeys, also known as Joey Harkham and Joey Mitchell, return to Twain's Tavern. Kieran Quinn will be at Brian Brew. Troll Tribe will be at Mothers in Arnold. Jen Schimpf will be at Killarney House in Davidsonville. Mr. VCR will be at Dark Horse. And over on the shore, Steve McCoy from Sparks and McCoy will be solo at the Jetty. Weekend music. Catch DJ Draco both nights at O'Brien's. Friday night, start with happy hour at Blackwell Hitch with Dana B. And stay for Dead Eye Stare. We haven't seen these guys play in Annapolis for quite some time. DJ F04 is back at the Graduate Hotel in the Trophy Room. Three of a Kind featuring Tambo will be at Middleton Tavern downstairs. And Alex Cooper will be upstairs in the piano bar. Michael K. of Pretty Big Deal will be with Todd Kreitzberg at Ramshead Roadhouse. The Vicki Roberts Band will be at Pirate's Cove down in Galesville. Left of the Dial will be Rockin' Malloy's in Crofton. Kickback Classic will be at Romolo's in Severna Park. Scott Voorhees will be down the road at Sullivan's Cove. Ryan Keith and Tom Coster will be at River Bay Roadhouse in the Cape. Brody Keene will be at Jimmy's Seafood in Baltimore. Michael McHenry Tribe will be at Stan and Joe's. And over on the shore, bootleggers and Baptists with Penny Pestolero will be at Cult Classic. That will be a good one. Saturdays start the day at Great Frogs Winery off of Forest Drive with music by Jennifer Schimpf. Hurricane Kevin will be at Annapolis Market House. Tim Atkinson will be at Ramshead Tavern in Annapolis. The Severn River Band will be at the Rumor Reel in Pasadena. Wheelhouse Rock Band will be Rockin' Romolos in Severna Park. 
Lauren and Rusty will be across the street at Brian Baru, and George Evans will be at Sullivan's Cove just a block away. Two floors of free music at Middleton Tavern with Moran Tripp Band downstairs and Donald Wolcott upstairs in the piano bar. Dana Denise will be at Smashing Grapes in Annapolis. The Tommy McGee Band will be at Dark Horse. And over on the shore, you'll find one of my favorites, Chris Sachs Band at Cult Classic. Sunday Fun Day, Leather Chair Record Store Concerts return to Trip Records in Edgewater. Moran Trip Duo will be playing Sunday afternoon as you browse their large collection of vinyl. Mike Mead will be at Firm Brewing up in Crofton. Carly Winter will be at her Sunday residency at Annapolis Market House. Aaron Hawkins of Loose Ties will be at Severna Park Tap House. And down the road, Scott Himes will be at Mother's in Arnold. End the night at Santa Joe's with the West Street Revival. This week, it will be a tribute to Bob Seeger. Remember, these are just the highlights. Find the full schedule of music for all of Annapolis and the surrounding areas on the Annapolis Streaming Facebook event and on the websites AnnapolisStreaming.com and BeeperBuzz.com, spelled B-E-E-P-R-B-U-Z-Z. Add the websites to the homepage on your cell phone to make them an app. Two clicks to the music anytime. And I'll see you out there. Hello, energy consumers. This is Rick Peters, president of Solar Energy Services. Have you been looking for ways to save money recently? Maybe you should consider solar energy for your home. Or are you waiting for the technology to get cheaper? If so, how long are you going to wait? Today's solar costs less than 20% of what it cost 10 years ago. But while solar prices have declined every year, so have the financial incentives. Bottom line, if you wait for cheaper solar, you're also waiting for lower incentives. Take my home, for example. My solar system was installed in 2010, and it's been paid off for almost five years, and I no longer have to buy any electricity for another 15 to 20 years. If I waited for cheaper solar, I'd still be paying an electric bill. At Solar Energy Services, we have thousands of satisfied customers who are sure glad they didn't wait. So what are you waiting for? Sunshine's a wasted. Call us today for a free solar design at 410-923-6090 or on the web at solarsaves.net. Sunshine, sunshine, nothing else can make me feel so fine. You've been listening to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues, this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis and Anne Arundel County. And don't forget about our website, IamAnnapolis.net, where you can find even more information. And make sure you follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at IamAnnapolis. This Daily News Brief podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. That I will have the privilege of addressing the people of this great state as your governor. 240 years ago, right here in this old Senate chamber of our historic state house, General George Washington relinquished command of the Continental Forces, fulfilling what he called an indispensable duty to formally hand over power and commending the interests of our dearest country to the protection of Almighty God. It was here, in this very chamber, that the Revolutionary War ended with the ratification of the Treaty of Paris, making this very State House our nation's first peacetime capital. Next week, we will add yet another important chapter to our State's history with the inauguration of Maryland's first black governor and first Indian American lieutenant governor. And I urge all Marylanders to join me 
and wishing Governor-elect Moore, Lieutenant Governor-elect Miller, and their administration much continued success in the years ahead. With this peaceful transition, we prove once again here in this hallowed place that our nation's founding principles still prevail. Tonight, I am overcome with gratitude for my great partner and friend, Lieutenant Governor Boyd Rutherford, for Maryland's amazing First Lady, my beautiful wife Yumi, my entire family, the members of my cabinet, our governor's office staff, and every single member of the Hogan-Rutherford administration for their eight years of dedication and for their incredible contributions and accomplishments. Most of all, I am grateful to all of you, the people of Maryland, for your heartfelt support and in times of personal challenges for your countless prayers. The honor of serving as your governor is second only to the honor of being your fellow Marylander. And I can tell you that there has not been a single day, good or bad, when I was not grateful for the privilege. And I am so proud of all that we have accomplished together in our mission to change Maryland for the better. We face the daunting task of turning our economy completely around, putting people back to work, and making our state open for business again. And that's exactly what we did. We changed the entire mission of state government to be unabashedly pro-jobs and pro-business. We eliminated or rewrote thousands of job-killing regulations. We cut taxes eight years in a row by $4.7 billion, putting all of that money back into the pockets of hardworking Maryland families, small businesses, and retirees. And we turned a $5.1 billion structural deficit into the largest surplus in state history. We ushered in the biggest economic turnaround in America, and we are leaving the state in a far better fiscal position than ever before in history. We made record investments in education eight years in a row to better prepare our children for the opportunities of the future. We funded Chesapeake Bay restoration efforts at historic levels. We made generational investments in both roads and transit and in our ports and airports. We addressed the digital divide and strengthened our cyber defenses. We protected the health care coverage of Marylanders and provided lower insurance rates for the first time in a decade. We took unprecedented actions to protect those who protect us, our police, firefighters, and first responders. And we provided unwavering support for our National Guard, active duty military, and our veterans. In the face of unforeseen challenges, we rose to meet them with strength and resolve. When the worst violence in 47 years erupted in Baltimore City, we allowed for peaceful protests, but we immediately stopped the violence. When a once-in-a-century global pandemic upended lives and livelihoods, we marshaled 
a nation-leading health and economic recovery. These past eight years have been a time of great accomplishment for our state. To put it simply, we did exactly what we said we would do. And I can honestly say that as I finish my second term, I have no regrets. But as always, in our democracy, there's some work that remains unfinished. Homicides and violent crime continue to surge in Baltimore City, and more must be done to get the most violent criminals off the streets. And while our administration led the fight for more accountability in the local school systems, more must be done to raise academic standards and to root out corruption and mismanagement to ensure that every child in Maryland has access to a world-class education regardless of what neighborhood they happen to grow up in. I call on leaders in both political parties to heed the will of the overwhelming majority of Marylanders and take urgent action to address these challenges. As I reflect on these consequential years in the history of our state, I am grateful not just for all that we have accomplished, but for the way we accomplished it. On that snowy day eight years ago, when I stood on the steps of this state house to be sworn in as governor, I warned about the wedge politics and petty rhetoric being used to belittle adversaries and to inflame partisan divisions in America. I vowed that day that the politics that have divided our nation need not divide our state. And I'm proud to say that we kept that promise. Together, we lived up to Maryland's heritage as a state of middle temperament, and we enacted bipartisan, common-sense solutions by advancing the best ideas, regardless of which side of the political aisle they came from. And while divisiveness and dysfunction continue to paralyze Washington, just up the road from our nation's capital, here in Maryland, we have already shown a better path forward. In his farewell address, as he completed his second term, President Washington warned Americans that left unchecked, partisanship would foster a spirit of revenge and lead to the ruins of liberty. He said that the common and continual mischiefs of the spirit of party are sufficient to make it the interest and the duty of a wise people to discourage and restrain it. He was right, which is why I believe that more leaders in Maryland and across America must stand against the extremes and with the majority of the people. We can't let fringes and factions get in the way of getting things done and solving the serious problems. In Maryland, we have proven that this is still possible. Our story should be a beacon of hope for the nation, which seems more bitterly divided than ever. America truly is at a critical turning point, one in which the very fate of our democracy could be at stake. All of the performative politics 
and the angry false rhetoric threaten not just to divide us politically, but to tear our country apart. Toxic politics will not restore America. Only real leadership will do that. We must reject and overcome fear and hatred in our politics and in our society. And we must work to rebuild the bonds of trust and respect among Americans. I recognize that this is a tall task, but we have already achieved the impossible. Tonight, in this sacred place, where the great experiment of American democracy was literally born, I will proudly say that my faith in this country and my optimism for her future has never wavered. And that's because of you, the people of Maryland, who I've had the good fortune to meet at ball games, businesses, and schools, downtowns, and main streets. I wish that all Marylanders and all Americans could see what I've been able to see up close every single day over these past eight years. That deep down, there truly is far more that unites us than divides us. So this one last time, from the bottom of my heart, thank you and farewell. Serving you has been the honor of a lifetime. Together, we truly have changed Maryland for the better. May God continue to bless the great state of Maryland and the United States of America.